So, continuing the Perik Tess, um, we have So we've been talking about the three Mafsidi Zrizus, uh, which are the desire for physical rest, the desire for emotional tranquility, and the desire for uh, indulgence in a person's taivas, person's uh, pleasures. Those are those you, you do, hopefully, Shem Shemayim. Okay, um, so we and we and we spoke out last time that it's not that they are essentially that it is essentially say bad to be emotionally tranquil. It's not right. It's not essentially bad to um, not exert oneself physically. It's, it's, it's not, there's nothing um, negative about that per se, except that what what's the problem? Josh Levin, what's the problem with that? Exactly, exactly, habituating yourself, which means that when the time will come, that all of a sudden a person is going to need to exert himself, either physically or emotionally, to do a mitzvah, it's not going to be so simple to turn on, to turn, you know, on the on the head of a dime, right, and to start doing something that you've been training yourself this entire time to do the opposite, says the Ramchal, it'll become, it will have become for a person like a second nature, Teva Sheini, and nature, you can't go against nature, right? Can you choose to stop breathing? Can you? No. Can you choose to stop eating? No. No, you can't choose to stop. Well, I mean, you could for a little, bit, right, but, a little bit, right. but yeah, it's not really, right? It's, it's eventually a person's going to... Um, so those are that's nature. You can't change anything. But you can also second, you see Paul keep, keeps eyeing those. Uh, those no, no, no. no. Uh, I was actually thinking about getting a coffee. Uh, I've been, been a little bit tired. I'm just teasing you. I'm just no, teasing. I've been a little tired. Okay. So is a is a Navy SEAL naturally you're not going to have it? This is a challenge because oh, so he's going to say that's exactly right. So, so if one trains himself to not. Be like that, right? So then, the, then a person's not gonna have those those, those difficulties. Yeah, so I, I just wanted to I just wanted to point this point out, right? We spoke about last time. It's such a powerful point. For for me to sleep on a bench is literally like yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to function, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, to, so day two days and eventually like I you know, I don't know. What, um, whereas back you know, people used to that you know, that used to be something that people could do. Hmm? Okay, so now so we're gonna, we're going to talk right now about about what you're saying about with the Navy SEAL, yeah. Okay, so and we spoke about by the way that in the concept, um, in the in in the in the situation of, um, by the way, military boot camp or whatever it may be, what do they work on primarily? Is exactly these things, right? They're trying to uh, prevent a person. By the way, living in yeshiva in Eretz Israel, mm-hmm. it was not that much better than a bench. It was like uh-huh. at, like this this big piece of foam that I was sleeping on. I was like, mm-hmm. uh huh. <laughs> okay, I hear. Right, people have all sorts of horror stories with uh, the food in the cafeteria and yes, whatever that else. Too. Right, but um, obviously, 
Wow, Ben, you really buffed up. Can I just look up? Okay, We are not in this world for tranquility. What's Amal and what's Toreach? What are these two? Okay, good. We translated that. Now, what? Are, what how are those two not synonyms? What are the different points that those two are coming to say? There's trying. What? There's trying. There's actually doing the work. So I'll give you a hint. Think back to what we were talking about before, right? So uh, we, we've been talking about person wants because just to be at physical rest, the body wants to rest. And there's the emotional desire for emotional tranquility. One's physical, one's physical, one's emotional. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, I mean, it's true, but 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 tircha. Right there is there's what's the difference amal and tircha. So I'm saying amal is 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 physical exertion. Tircha, yeah, you could be on the you could be on the phone making making business calls and this and negotiations. That that it's called toreach, but but it's not it's not physical um, tiredness, right? It's, it's not. Okay. Um. One second. I just lost Josh. Okay, that's the problem with doing things on the internet. Okay, so um, so there's not gonna, there's not not Amul and not Tore, right? So a person is not in this world for Manucha. He's supposed to be toiling and emotionally exerting himself. And rather, a person should conduct himself like an hourly worker that does for his boss. Now, the unfortunately, those words are a little bit lost on us because we don't really know uh, how those hourly workers work because nowadays hourly workers spend half or so of the time potentially um, on you know, on the internet checking their email and other such things. Um, but in the times of the Gemara, it was literally that you understood that your time is actually owned. Like that time you've sold, you've sold that time, you sold it to the to the employer. Right, he actually bought those hours from you, uh-huh. and to take away time from that is to take away, is like to take his money, is to, is to take his property. Right? Nobody would reach it. Some most people would not reach into someone's pocket and you pull out a ten dollar bill, and yet, you know, they they they, they, they might. Have, you clearly haven't been to New York on the train stations then. I said, <laughs> I said most people. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Um, and the people that do, they don't take a ten dollar bill. They, they take the wallet. They take the wallet. Right? Yeah. 
Um, so, so over here we have uh, the so 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 we're so we're, so we're saying not to be involved in uh, what, what he described earlier as right the guy takes 15 minutes to make himself a sandwich right <coughs> so he has to spread both pieces of bread first with mayonnaise right it should be a little bit sticky but not too sticky so scrape off the extra the excess mayonnaise right and then, and then cut out the piece of cheese just to feed, fit exactly like onto right and the piece of lettuce just right like well, all these right it's uh I mean, if, and, and if there's no ketchup, forget it. Like, it's just, it's, you have to put everything on pause, like, quick call Uber Eats to deliver you a, a packet of ketchup, right? So th- that's not how poilum work, right? The, 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 the poilum are, are uh, you, you, it, it, so much so that the poilum were, were exempt from the fourth brach of Birka Samosim. I mean, they, they literally had to abridge their Birkas Hamazim, their benching, right? Uh, because all their time was spoken. Well, you know, they, just like they were allowed to go relieve themselves in the bathroom, they could, they could also uh, eat. But that was, you know, that's how much their time was spoken for, right? So, so that's how a person really, to a certain extent, should be conducting himself in relation to Hashem. Ukimashi Haya Omer, like... The Chazal say the Gemara in Erevin says, "Agire diuma ana." Agre is igre is scar reward payment. Yeah, agire diuma, and so was like someone joined. Yeah, so the Gemara in Erevin says. We are daily hired workers. So that means we are supposed to treat our time as spoken for. And now here we go, this analogy that we've been alluding to. For me, this is a very powerful analogy. Although I myself have never been in boot camp, but I've heard about the concept. So soldiers, people that go out to war. Now, now interestingly, most of the time, it's an interesting dynamic because soldiers, right... The majority of the time, they're not in combat, right? In fact, if they're based somewhere, they're stationed somewhere, like almost the entire time, they're not in combat, right? So how do you... But then when combat hits, like you have to be ready to do anything, right? So it's strange because most of the time, they could be like extremely comfortable. Like they could literally like sleep until, you know, 9 a.m. and... just because you know, there's not, they don't really have anything to do. But the problem is, that if, if you do that, then what's going to happen? If you're waking up every day at 9 a.m., what's going to happen when war hits? When war breaks out? You, you won't. Yeah, they won't be. You literally will not be able to. It, it will have become second nature to them, and they're not going to be able to do it. So they're in a constant state of, of war readiness, right? So when they're out in their camps, Asher Achilosam Bechipozon, they eat. Quickly, right? There's a drill. The drill sergeant he blows the trumpet, the you know, the shofar, whatever it is, <laughs> the bugle, uh, and they they eat quickly. No time to spread the mayonnaise, the ketchup, the mustard. The you grab the bread, you eat the bre- 
eating, there's no reason why eating any meal should take longer than five minutes or so, right? right. Everything else besides, and that's that's all for the indulgence. Ushnosam, alright, and they sleep in a on in a um, no, someone help me. All right, opposite of permanent, opposite opposite of per, in a temper in a temporary fashion, which means you sleep when there's time to sleep. Right, I'm seeing this right now with my wife. We have a newborn baby. Right, she sleeps when when the baby's sleeping. Right, <laughs> it is time. Right, go down for a nap. As soon as the baby starts crying again, she's up again, right? It's mama. It's mamish. That's. It, it, I I thought about this. Like, if a Jewish woman, this this is what a Jewish woman is doing, right? When, when she has a newborn baby. Yeah, only Jewish. Well, it's a good point, but first of all, it's exactly what I where where I was going to take this. That that. Once you know, having spoken to my wife about this, that if 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 a woman has an expectation. That life should continue as normal when she has a newborn baby. It's like it's literally like you can't do it. Like unless you have like your husband and a nanny. Like you know, like three people. Like it got to be like a person team to to deal with this newborn because like <laughs> people need usually most people need at least like five hours of of sleep or so you know, at night to be like to not get sick, right? Um, so, so I guess uh, by people who only have like one child in their family, right? One child and then a dog. Eventually, they 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 get a dog also, right? Maybe the dog for depending on which way. So then, okay, so you have one child. So you know, so so you hire a a night nurse um, to help. You know, so the wife, night nurse, husband, three person team for the first six months, and then eventually somehow you climb out of it, right? But so I remember a Jewish woman is uh, a woman with an Asia's Heil who takes the responsibility upon herself of not one child, not two children, not three children, but that this is, she's, she's the care sabayas. She's the one that's making the home. So the only, it's like literally like you, how in the world can they do this? The answer is because there's no expectation at all of restful sleep, like I remember when we were when we, when we were just getting married. You, you know the Shaw family, the Shaws. He's no. he's one of the Rebbeim in Machlon Yaakov. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. so a special family. So um, so my wife and I were were visiting them, whatever it is. As my, my wife was speaking with his with his Robinson. so she said that basically, like from the time that she had her first or second child or whatever it is, like. She's understood, like, she's never, she's never going to have, like, normal, like, restful nights. Like, that's it, just, it's over. Right? And she sleeps when she can sleep. That's it. And that's how you, that's how an Aishas Chayel does the job. That's why it's called Aishas Chayel. What's a Chayel? A Chayel. Ma's a Chayel? Huh? A soldier, a warrior, uh, a... Valor, uh, 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 a, uh, a person of valor. You set realistic expectations. Right, so it's, it's called a paradigm shift. It's called a paradigm shift, right? You talk to somebody, you say, you know, re- listen, you really need to, like, kind of, like, step things up a little bit, like, you know, kind of, 
make wake up a little bit earlier, right? So the guy's like, okay, I think I could do like an extra 15 minutes. And then you take him, take him to boot camp, right? Grab the guy by the scuff of his neck, you throw him into boot camp, right? And the drill sergeant comes in there with a bucket of ice water, throws it on the guy, right? At 4 a.m. <laughs> After you do that for three weeks, then he gets it. Like, no, no, no. There's no expectation of of this tranquil lifestyle. There's, there's just, it's just, that's what they're working on. The boot camp, that's what we're trying to knock out of the person. Because people are used to desiring physical tranquility, physical rest, yeah, to sleep nice, comfortable, normal, seven-hour stretches. Hundred percent, there are. Hundred percent, there are. Yeah. To sleeping nicely, sleeping uh, a nice, uh, appropriate, in a comfortable bed, lights you know, turned off, nice, restful sleep. Uh, for sure, it is. Again, it's all be- on the uh, you know, we, person has to be smart about things. But we're talking about breaking the expectation. And we spoke about this before. It's not that these things you came a little bit late. It's not that these things are fundamentally bad. There's nothing bad about having a restful night of sleep. Right? There's nothing bad about living in a tranquil state of emotions. But it's only if it's bad when it becomes second nature to a person, where a person needs this. Because then when a mitzvah demands that you not do that, you're not going to be able to do it. Because you can't go against nature. You know, Rabbi uh, Marcus told me that... uh Whoever made up the sentence "sleep like a baby" probably never had a baby before, because now obviously as a newborn, they said every time I see it again, I always think he's going to sleep like a baby. He said babies don't sleep. I don't know who made it up. I sleep like a baby. <laughs> the real one is I'm going to sleep like a baby. I wake up every two hours and cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, so the so that's what we're going for. We're going for a paradigm shift, which again, if a soldier gets a restful night's sleep, great. That's that's wonderful, right? You'd be extra happy that day, right? If, if if my wife had managed to sleep tonight, she'll be super happy. But the point is that it was gone. How does that fit in, or is it antithetical to the to the idea of when I sit down to have a, a meal, not Shabbos, that I'm in front of Hashem, and I want to be able to have proper manners, not just scarf something down. I want to be able to have like a napkin and not a paper towel, silverware. So I can't appreciate and enjoy the the meal because I have to finish this in five minutes. So can one still be able to have that attitude? So again, this is uh, the, uh, so so we're, we're we are discussing. This is this is a sensitive topic. So I think the point that that, that we're driving at is. If if you you know if the soldier happens to be granted a restful night of sleep, right, that's perfectly fine. But it can't become second nature, and the way that and the way that that's done is by not allowing that habituation. Okay, so um, you could you could make yourself a type of a meal that requires napkins. And knife and fork, etc. Right? Or you could just eat two slices of bread. In which case, in which case, you don't need a napkin, you don't need knife, you don't need fork. You just wash, 
you you eat the two slices of bread that takes about five minutes, mm-hmm. um, and then and then you bench. That's it. Again, it doesn't have to be every meal like that. But the point is to break the expectation that every meal is a gourmet meal. Right. I have a tremendous kasha on this, but not really because it gets to the same end result. They've done tremendous amounts of studies on the top performers in every single industry, and they found that they, on average, rest more than their contemporaries who were not successful. The difference was, in that resting, it wasn't habituation. It was deliberate resting for the purpose of getting back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, the resting means what? Sleep? You're talking about sleep? Yeah, on average they slept more. Um, and they, that sleep was divided up into smaller periods that were taken in cooperation with breaks between rapid, longer hours of, um, of, of work. Okay. So again, how much sleep a person has to get enough sleep that they need? The point that we're making here is not how much sleep you're going to get. It's the point is, what's the expectation? If that sleep has to be interrupted, uh, like, like we spoke about before, right? So you might need to take a nap afterwards, right? So Yosef asked me before, right? And Yosef is a person who definitely does not indulge in sleep. So so uh, is it okay if I'm sharing this? So Yosef wants to know, what, what, what do you do when you've only had two nights, two hours of sleep, and the alarm goes off? To, for your 6 a.m. learning, right? So what do you do then? So my my advice was that I, I usually tell my tell my Yitzhahara that listen, I'll get a nap. I'll, I'll I'll make sure to get a nap. I'll you know take time out during the day to give myself the sleep I need later. But right now I have a commitment. I've committed to my chavrusa, to my group, to my to my rabbi, to my talmidim that I'm going to be there. So I'm going to be there. And afterwards I'll, I'll you know I'll 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 give my body what, what it needs. Again, a good general takes care of his soldiers, right? Uh, the the Sefer Kuzari compares a tzaddik to a king who is in charge of, of his kingdom, of, which is the body. All the, all the different organs and systems in the body are like servants in the kingdom, right? And, he, and you have to take care of all of them. And you have to, of course. But the point is not that they should be running the show. Not that the, the part of me that desires to sleep says, I'm not getting up. It's... I'm getting up, you're very tired, okay, I hear that, I understand, registered, right, I'll take care of it, when the opportunity presents itself, you know, you'll be great, is it going to be nighttime? is it going to be in a black room, is it going to be on a pillow, is it going to, maybe not, but you'll get what you, I'll take care of you, to the point that you need, right, so, uh, any more difficulties, we can continue, Nagishma. <laughs> That's w- uh, so. Again, let, let, let's just read what the, what the Mitzvah is saying. A person must know. It's not what you're here for. You're here to make money. If you would be in a, if you would be in a, uh, you know, in, in in a diamond mine, right? And you're only here for. For three weeks. Right? And whatever you mine, you get to keep. You wouldn't be about the gishmak, right? You wouldn't be looking for gishmak. 
you'd be looking for more diamonds to mine, right? Well, guess what? We're only here in this world for 120 years. That's a very short maximum, right? First 10, maybe 20 for some of us, 30 years, that's gone, right? Not, not, didn't get too many diamonds from that one. Last 10, 20 years, a person was all broken and old and maybe not mentally functional. That's also not, not going to be mining too much over there, right? So what do you have already? Cut off, say a person lives 100 years, cut off 20 from the beginning, 20 from the end. Left with 60 years. Okay, so it's, a short, it's a relatively short amount of time compared to Netzach Netzachim, eternity, that a person is going to be benefiting from it, right? And by the way, I want to remind everyone, if you do serve Hashem Buzrizus, you can have a tremendous simcha from it. It's not going to be the pleasure of indulging in your perfect sandwich. It's not going to be the restfulness of physical restfulness of sleep. It's not going to be the emotional tranquility of who care, everything is wonderful, I've got universal income, I'm like, I'm just, you know, i got nothing to do. It's not going to be those things, but it's going to be a tremendous, a tremendous being in the presence of the king and serving him the whole day. And collapsing into sleep knowing I've actualized myself today. I've done something great today. I accomplished. I got an entire bag of diamonds over here. I built a relationship with Hashem. That's a big deal. Yeah. So that's but again, it's a paradigm shift. That's what that's what he's telling you. You want to do mitzvahs with Jesus? You need to make a paradigm shift. You have to change the entire outlook on how we relate to tranquility, rest, and physical pleasures. They're all fine. They're all, you, it's, it's all okay to do. Every once in a while. But it can't become the expectation. Because if it does, your avodah Hashem will certainly suffer. Um, so, like soldiers, that they eat quickly and their sleep is broken up, is uh, irregular. Now what is that one? They're standing always ready for the time of battle, time of war. That's emotional, right? So these are the three. They don't have these delicious dinners. They don't have physical rest by sleep. And they don't have emotional tranquility because they're constantly... In a st- you know what it means to be ready for war? You know what that means? You know how scary it is to be like walking around with a loaded gun? And like all of a sudden the alarm goes off and like they run to their bases and like, you know, it, mm-hmm. that, there's no, they don't have tranquility. So, water, uh, earth and wind. Yes. Good. Um, I want to take a minute to talk about this. About this it said, man was born to toil. So now, what kind of a toil are we talking about? So it's interesting. This is in Gemara and Sanhedrin, the Tzadi Tess, Amud Beis, says what? Paul, you've done the Dafiomi already? Once or twice, maybe even? Adam la Amul Yulud. 
Tzadikas. Isn't that the one where it talks about? Uh, is that the one where it talks about? Uh, don't don't uh, press a uh, no. uh, no, uh, widow and uh, no. No. I know it was one of them. Aldim la'amol yula, the person who was born to toil. So the Gemara says maybe that's talking about amol malach. Remember that toiling and work. Or or does it mean? With your mouth, toiling with your mouth. It says no, no, no. It means toiling with your mouth, not toiling with work. Brings a pasuk from, bring, brings a, a proof from a pasuk. It says maybe it means almost sicha, working in talk, meaning in, in business talking. Or does it mean Talmud Torah, learning of Torah? So it says, concludes, v'yigisa bayamam valayla, and you should toil in the Torah day and night. So that the toiling is. Uh, in Torah. That's what a person was born for. So many of the Mephoshim ask, what in the world is the Hava Amina? What is the Gemara thing? Maybe a person was created in this world. Maybe a person was in this world for Amal Malacha, for toil of work. Are you serious? Who, who, who seriously has such a Hava Amina? This why you're here? I mean, you have to do it, of course. Everyone has to. But this is what a man was created for? Right? Or Amal uh, Sicha for Bus- you know, to, to prepare a, a law briefing, to prepare a, uh, a, a, a dissertation, a presentation, a, a business pitch, a business sale, right? Uh, a PowerPoint presentation. Paid for it. So before Shem asked this question, what, what, what's, the, what's the Gemara? You need to bring proofs from Psukim? It's not a Svara? Is it not an obvious, it's not a simple reasoning? So according to this, maybe we could say that the... the here, with the help of the Ramchal, we hear what the Havamin is. What does it mean, Amal Malacha? Putting, putting a big, huge safe on your back, right, and schlepping it. Remember that big safe in, in the other building? Right? Schlepping that thing, right? Big, heavy thing. That's Amal Malacha. Or maybe Amosika. Business, right? You know how hard it is to pull off a business transaction, a, 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 to purchase a, some sort of a facility, to this, to buy, to sell. It's it's extremely emotionally taxing. Now you know I mean, a person's worried, and it's a very right. So those are both. If you do those things, amul malacha and amul sicha. Guess what? You're habituating yourself to not be a lazy person, right? And to a certain extent, doesn't it prepare a person for Zrizus? So it, it's a little bit of a havamina that maybe a person should. It says that Avram Avinu was walking through different lands from where he was born to Eretz Israel, right? And he saw in certain lands, he saw lazy people, people sitting around smoking hookah and whatever it is, right? He says, I don't want to be here. He got to Eretz Khan, he saw they were plowing in time of plowing, sowing in time of sowing, doing work. He said, oh, let it be that this is the place I'm supposed to be. Why are they shepherds? What? Why are they shepherds? Who's they? Amos. Shepherds also, it's a very hard work. You didn't read how Yaakov describes his work? One of the main reasons is that they had a lot of time to think. That's true, but it also can be very challenging. You're outside in the freezing cold. Sheep need to be grazed even when it's freezing cold and even when it's boiling hot. Right? That's what Yaakov says. I, 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 I guarded them out in the field. In the in in the burning sun and in the freezing cold, and my eyes saw no sleep. 
Right? Why? Because you can't. Well, you, oh, I'm, oh, I gotta go to sleep now. Oh yeah, it, the wolves are gonna eat all your sheep in the meantime. They never slept. Not never, but the point. Like, barely, barely slept. That's what he says. That's what regular sleep. That's what the post says. Yaakovinu is, is the place that we learn what it means to be an hourly worker. He viewed himself that his time was sold to love. Or, uh, um, say again? He was, uh, no, he was, um, Shomer Socher. He was a paid guardian. He's a paid guardian. He felt like he, he's, Obligated to guard them in the highest level possible, right? So he so he didn't have time to sit down, have himself a fancy meal. What's happening with the sheep in the meantime? So, now you're right to a certain extent. If you're there and you're watching, you can contemplate, you can think about things, right? But you have to be awake and present. Yeah, so it's not 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 so easy. Um, okay. So so ki adam yulud. Person is born to toil, and toil means physical toil. It does mean physical toil. It's just not what you were born for, but it does mean that you are supposed to physically toil. And it's supposed to be emotional toil. The true toil, the real toil that you were born for is the toil of Torah. That's the, that's the true toil. But, but, but these other toils are also toils. I'm sorry? Because he's saying the Poshif Shat. The Poshif is a man is born to toil. The Gemara starts going like this and getting to the fact that a person is really meant to toil at the end of the day in, in, in toiling of Torah. But the Ramchal is saying, no, there's also a simple understanding. Toiling means working hard, physically and emotionally. Once a person habituates, again, he's talking about habit. He's not talking about you're never allowed to do the other thing. He's talking about what's going to be your habit. What's going to be, uh, again, I assure you, the Rebetzin that I told you about, I'm sure she said plenty of restful nights, Baruch Hashem, but there was n- there's no expectation of a restful night. So when the baby goes crying at 3 a.m., there's no, there's no feeling like, oh, I can't believe it. There's no feeling like that. Because there's no expectation for it. Then certainly it'll be easy. Sure. Did you, ever, did you ever have to wake up at like 3 a.m. to go to the airport? Huh. Right? What? What's the big deal? Right? You ever did that? It's not hard, right? Especially if you're excited about the trip. Right? So, so why? Because the point is you, you knew perfectly well that this was going to be happening and you're fine with it. So, a lot about how you are programmed, what you expect. Because it's not going to be a lack in preparedness for it. Once you're ready, and, and, and this is part of your daily function, then the person is going to be totally capable of doing the things that he needs to do. This we discussed already last week. This is the way of the Torah. Umayim b'mishura tishta and a measured amount of water you should drink. Valha aretz tishan and you should sleep on the ground. Now, Easy is going to tell me that's not how you read the Mishnah, right? You read the Mishnah like this. 
Torah. What? This is the way of the Torah. She needs a little bit of. She needs bread, a little bit of water, sleep on the ground. This is the way that you're supposed to. <laughs> but technically, you could do that with any with any sign, right? Is Yeshua Bacher is caught swimming you know, when the beaches were closed during the. So the police come and say, what's going on over here? It says, no swimming allowed. He says, oh, that's what it's... I says, no! Swimming allowed! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. And again, the derech doesn't mean that this is what's always done. It means that this is the general way to where there's not an expectation differently. This is the this is the direction. Maral points out there's nothing fundamentally wrong about having a nice meal. If your wife serves you a nice meal, there's nothing fundamentally wrong about that, right? Of course, if they, if you take forty five minutes to like suckle every piece of juice of that you know, and like <laughs> make an entire culinary uh, experience out of it, if it's not Shabbos or Yom Tov, that, that's a problem, right? But Served a nice meal, you eat a nice meal, fine, that's good, that's fine. But if this is the expectation, or this is, it, you know, you have to now start working an extra hour a day so you can afford this fancy meat and this and, uh, and all these things, and eating out in restaurants, that's a problem. People spend fortunes eating in restaurants, it's crazy. I mean, not anymore, right? Corona, well, uh, people are already ordering out, but to a certain extent, Corona kind of put a little bit of, hit the brakes on that a little bit, but... It's, it's unbelievable, right? It's like a million restaurants. Okay. Shehu klal harchaka betachlis mina menucha This is, this encapsulates in it absolute distancing from tranquility, physical and emotional, and the dunam and, and and physical pleasure, right? You got eating, right, and sleeping. Those are those are the main. Okay, so obviously the Torah is not the Mishnah is not getting into um, emotional turmoil. Okay. Now here is here is one that literally couldn't possibly more apropos to what's happening today with coronavirus. And that is, the, this is probably the biggest mafsid currently to Talmud Torah and Avodah Hashem. I'm not exaggerating. All the mafsidei hazrizus, who, rov ha-pachad v'godol ha-more minazman v'toldosov. Being scared of the what if. What if? What what, what what if what if I pick some what, what if I get corona what if I get sick hello um, you're 30 years old you have no pre-existing medical conditions you'd be wearing a mask your chavrus would be wearing a mask there's a plexiglass divider between you right like, what do you think is the like is the percentage of something negative happening to you. I think more people don't come because they have 
So you're saying it's 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 else it's else to people who want the physical comforts. It's also previous no, mafsidim. It's because of the masks. <laughs> is, that, is, 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 is the other mafsidim. It's earlier mafsidim. What? Yeah, so he's saying it's the other mafsidim. But I'm telling you. But, okay, so you, know, so you know what you need to work on. But I'm telling you, there's, there's people on, on this one. I'll tell you a, a conversation I had with a very casual person. Very casual person. He wasn't davening in a minion. He wasn't davening inside of basic nurses. First, some people don't have a minion. This person actually, he was having a minion, but it was an outdoor minion. So outdoor minion means, number one, it's not a bias. It's not a house. And the Gemara says, a person should dive in a house. Well, hold on a second. How do we know it wasn't enclosed in a, in a fence? Okay, so then they move to that. Okay. So then he says, okay, now it's good, eventually. So then, but it's not a base of Midrash, and it's not a, or a base of Knesset, Right? And we know the tremendous milus of basic Midrash, basic Nasus. It's not a malcolm that people learn Torah in, which... That, what? doesn't make a difference. Even if there is, it's a malcolm all right. You, afterwards, in that backyard, the, the children can play frisbee. So it's not a place that's designated for a Volus Hashem. Right? So he said, okay, fine. So, so it's, so it's uh, not as good. So he said, fine, it's not as good. But he said, but, I, but I'm worried. What, what if something happens? Is it fine? Okay. Listen, how much is a is is the advantage of, of diving in the Mokum Miyuchet for Tfilah, a place that's designated for the presence of the sheep? How much do you think it's worth to a person? You think it's worth a hundred dollars? Yeah, it's worth a hundred dollars, right? Okay, so listen, do this every time. If you if you if you are that worried, if you're genuinely that worried, right? So. Let's say it would be Sakonis Nefoshis. It would be literally danger to your life. And you had to not come, and you had to pay $100 every time. Whatever, you may sign a contract with, with the shul, you're going to come for the minion. You want to, by the way, there's a halacha that the people in the shul can force the, the, the people to come to make a minion. And if you're not coming, they can, they can financially penalize you. Because you're not, you're, you're obligated to help make the minion. You're not coming to make the minion. So you, can so you have to pay hundred dollars every time you don't come. But it's dangerous to you. So, so, so you, you, so you wouldn't risk your life. You, you're not come, right? Fine. So make a cashman. Give a hundred dollars to duck every time. Let's see what happens. Right? How long? What? Every time you miss. Every time that you don't, that you don't come because because you feel it's dangerous to you. So he said he thought about it. He said you're right. I don't think it's that dangerous. I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't be willing to give up. A so, I said, so you're not willing to give up a hundred dollars, but you're willing to give up a mitzvah. So he accepted it for me, and he started diving inside. And Baruch Hashem, he's still alive to tell the tale. Yeah? Means, but but the point is, all of a sudden, oh no! Like, sakalas uh, uh, I, I I gotta okay again. If the doctors are saying it's dangerous, you're not allowed to, you can't do it, fine. But the doctors are all saying it's okay. Right? It's perfectly fine. People go, people can go into a business if they need to, whatever, whatever it may be. Right? I'm scared. Why? Well, I'm not sure. I don't know. Here? Yeah? So the point is that 
Another person I was talking to. So his kids go to school. But he doesn't go to shul. He said, wait a second, you're giving up on the mitzvah of going to shul, right? But your kids are going to school. Yeah. Now, in the schools, as we all know, these are incubators of, of the virus, right? It's, it's literally like, <laughs> it's like a rotation. The classes, they, 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 they go on, on uh, what's it called? On um, quarantine, they take rotations. We, it's not because of the school. Just they get the schools, no. What? No, it's not always because of school. They're in because they get it somewhere else and they can bring it in. And they do. Right. And they do. And the kids give it to one another. Allegedly. <laughs> what? Allegedly. Okay, wait, allegedly. It, 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 absolutely, they give it to one another. So, so he said, yeah, but what, what, what do you want us to do? We got to send our kids to school, right? So said, okay. But you don't have to dive in the minion. So the point is, and again, if a person has preconditions, person is in danger, if it's a genuine thing, if the doctor tells them not to, fine. We're talking about unreasonable hashashas, right? Do, very, what ifs? So now, by the way, a doctor may say, you know, don't go to synagogue. What do you have to go to synagogue for, right? The guy's not, the guy's not religious. To him, it's like, I, you know, I, I want to go to a what's the advantage just, just pray at home what was so okay so obviously that doctor you can't listen to you have to ask him differently you have to say I have a business engagement that's very important for my business continue you know for my successful business can I go there that he'll be able to hear so he says no 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 don't go to that just whatever it is hide inside the house fine then, then you listen to him but but if he's but if he feels that for that you could go so then so you could go you could go for a mitzvah also Right, so the from having spoken to some of the rabbanim in town is apparently there's all the learning programs are suffering. A lot of people have stopped attending. Right, attendance is down very much. Minyanim attendance is down very much. Right, most people there's no reason why daily conduct should change in any way. The ninety nine percent of the people are not at risk. Right. With masks, with social distancing, with, sanitiz- with hand sanitization, right? That's that's the medical advice that's being given. So, th- this is this is this situation where the Yitzhahara comes in through. Oh, I, I'm I have to protect myself. Oh, I, I'm scared. I'm scared that something's going to happen, right? And the Ramchal here tells us what happens if a person is scared, right? So let's so let's so let's listen to this. But I'm, but I, you're right, hundred percent, hundred percent. This person is genuinely scared. We're not talking about someone who's, who's pretending. No, I'm not talking about people that are using this as an excuse. Easy's pointing out a good point. There may just be some people who are just using it as an excuse because they really kind of always didn't want to be doing mitzvahs. Now they just found a good excuse not to do that. Fine. I'm talking about yeah. I'm talking about people who are genuinely scared. Genuinely, right? So, if he's saying fear is a big damage to a person's Jesus, right? 
because fear paralyzes a person. Fear doesn't let a person do what he's supposed to be doing. Now, I, but sometimes fear is healthy. I mean, you have to protect yourself. You have to be... So, he, so he's going to discuss that right now. Kipam hira mehakor. Sometimes, one time a person is going to be scared. It's very cold. I'm afraid I'm going to get sick. I go out in this weather, I'm going to get sick. Oh, mehakom. Or, I'm going to get... It's very hot. I'm going to get his heat stroke. Upam Maybe it's, it's dangerous. It is the criminals outside. It's, it's nighttime. Who, who, you know, there's been there's been in the last year there's been two people that were assaulted uh, in the street. So that's it. So I can't. I can no longer, you know, go go at night to to and from shul. Right. Upam mina chaloyim, or maybe I'm going to pick up coronavirus. Right. Upam min haruach, or maybe it's very windy. I'm gonna get sick. V'chein kol All these examples. So we, we talked about this when we first started this parak. Talking about like things that would hinder us from doing the mitzvah, like cold. No, but here's different. Earlier we we're talking about cold as being a deterrent from wanting to do a mitzvah. Yes, but in what way, Yosef? Exactly. In the fact that it's un- unsettling to go out in the blizzard. And it's like very... Term- I'm, 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 comf- I'm restful at home. Everything is peaceful. I have to get all bundled up and go outside and the winter's blowing and howling. And it's- Here we're talking about something else. Here we're talking about a person who's willing to tolerate it. He's afraid he gets sick. Yeah, that's the difference. Now, now it's a fear component playing. Before is he doesn't like it. Yeah? Yeah. He doesn't like wearing the mask. Now he's afraid that the mask is not going to protect him. Right? Okay. Um, so, so, uh, now, of course, the Rampal is going to tell us listen, if it's a, you, you do need to know if it's a genuine concern. So, the answer is if it's Hezekah uh, Motsui, there is a reasonable chance of getting damaged, of getting hurt, absolutely, you have to be very careful about that, right? But if it's made up, you know, what if, what if, what if, right? Then, then a person has to trust in Hashem that everything's going to be okay. Okay, so let's let's, let's listen to that. Josh Levin, um, you, you, you with me? Does that make sense? Okay, good. Um, and this is what Shlomo Malach said, Amor Otsail, Shachal Baderach, says the lazy man. Now again, he's not lazy because he's, he's evil. He's lazy in this case because he's scared. It's, 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 a, what, it's something that can cause a person to be lazy. Right? He's, he says, Shachal, Shachal is a, a full adult lion. Like a with, a with like with a big mane, like you know, like the real, the real monster, right? Whereas an Ari is like a teenage lion, like a like a you know youthful lion, also pretty scary, but not like a shachal. Yeah. So, Amar Atzel, shachal baderch. Derech is what? Derech is um, from one city to, from one city to another city. It's a highway. Derech, right? Um, 
Ari Bain Harukhovus. And an Ari is between the streets. Streets are inside of a city. There's little alleyways, right? So different dangers, right? Saying, I can't go on a big journey because there could be something you know, out there. Who knows what could be, right? And I can't go on the little trip over here because maybe there's going to be a small, a smaller, less scary, but still very powerful Hezek. Yeah? And the rabbis have already disparaged this characteristic. And they attributed it to sinners. Means people who... What, what are you so scared about? Right? Do you think Hashem was out to get you? You think He's like trying to like trip you up and like get you sick and like get, get you to break your leg like slip on the ice and like Hashem's not looking to get you right so uh, if you're acting unreasonably then to a certain extent says the Chavos Lavovos if you act unreasonably you're not taking care precautions of yourself then you're kind of insulting Hashem He gave you a body to look after and you're being reckless you're going outside without a jacket you're you know, not being careful about driving and whatever it is. So then, yeah, so then you could get punished as something that person could actually get hurt. But if if you're taking reasonable precautions, and you understand Hashem is not out to get me, right? I'm doing His mitzvah, right? And 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 we know we have a cloud, right? That shluche mitzvah lo Someone who is doing, who is a messenger of God, of course, is going to have a second, a certain level of of oil and protection around him. So what are you, why are you concerned that Hashem is out to get you? Maybe you're a sinner. Say the sages, right? A sinner, a bad person, thinks that Hashem is out to get him. He's right, right? Meaning he's got judgments on him, right? He's a wanted man. He's got, the angels have these posters all over the place, right? You see this guy, give him a whack with your, with your big angel stick, right? So, He's got to be worried. He's got to be careful. He's got... They got his number. Right? But if you're not that, so what are you... Why, why, are you, why are you so scared? Why are you so worried? Right? Umikram Isam Dixiv and the Pasuk helps him that says, Pachdu Bitsiyun Chatoyim Sinners are trepid... are scared, are trembling in Zion. And terror grips um, sinners. Yeah. So, so yeah. So if a person is a sinner, then yeah, then then he should understand. But but if you if you're not that, so what what are you doing, right? And so Gemara and Brachas says a story that a rabbi was walking with a student of his, and he saw that he was scared. No. It doesn't say what he was scared of, but he said to him, but Rebbe, doesn't, doesn't the Pasuk say, doesn't the verse say, happy is the man who is always scared? So he says, no, the more answer is, no, that's 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 talking about Torah, which means either the fear of forgetting your learning, or the fear of not fulfilling certain mitzvahs. But just in general fear, fear of falling over and slipping and breaking your ankle or whatever it is, why should you be afraid of that? 
Why should you be? Why should a person be afraid of that? Why, why should a person be suspecting that Hashem was looking to do something bad to him? Right. So that's what he. That's what he finishes off with. Like we're about to have a mark, So that's what he finishes off with. Right. Ella al Zenemar. Right. Betach Hashem. Trust in Hashem. and go and do the good thing. Go and do it. Trust in Hashem and go and do the good thing. Shekain Eretz Ura'a Emuna. Ura'a Emuna. Right? So, if you're doing a good thing, you can rely on a certain basic level of Siyat Dishmai, of Ashgacha, and as long as you, what you're doing is not irresponsible, then you should be doing it. That's what he's telling us how to relate to being scared of something bad happening to, to me. So I guess my question is, I mean, 